It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can save more and spend less. Don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website. ClarkDeals.com, where you go to get the bargains, go to get the deals. So I see so many people of every age drinking energy drinks. I got some scoop for you coming up in today's Clark Rageous Moment. I want you to be careful having energy drinks. And later this hour, I want to talk again with different information for you than I gave you before about what you need to know and be aware of for holiday travel. Because so many people who don't take long trips the rest of the year take long ones from Thanksgiving through New Year's. I want to tell you how the rules have changed and how you can avoid getting taken. That's coming up later. I want to talk about the after effects that many of us are starting to experience because of the massive data breach at Equifax that you are going to see the possibility of getting locked out of your accounts, not because a thief has taken them over, but because the financial institution you do business with is not sure you really are who you say you are. Here's the problem for banks, brokerages, mutual fund companies, retirement accounts. They know now that they are so vulnerable to fraudsters who will take over and loot accounts that in most cases... The financial institution is responsible for the losses that they are freaking out. I was using my financial institution's bill pay service yesterday, and I signed in like I normally would, and then I got hit with a whole bunch of challenge questions, which are things not from public databases, normal public databases. They were very worried, obviously, about people being able to use bill pay services to send money to themselves from customer accounts, empty those accounts, and then the financial institution, in most cases, is responsible for restoring the funds. So you're going to see more and more where when you go to do business with someone on their app, on their website, or potentially even in person, that there's going to be more verification. And one of the problems that I had full disclosure last week is for over 11 million Americans, the criminals now have your driver's license information. Height, weight, hair color, I mean, your obviously your driver's license number, all that. And with all the other information they have, that they could potentially go into your bank or into your brokerage house or wherever and pretend to be you, take over your account, and walk out with a cashier's check or money in some way from your account. So now banks and brokerages can't even trust a driver's license someone would present. So what's happening is, according to the Financial Times of London, 
all the banks are scrambling to come up with new ways not involving Equifax, TransUnion, or Experian to verify identity. And there are times that you will be right there as the legitimate customer and you'll still be shut out. And your automatic thought then is going to be a criminal's hijacked your account. But it could be just as likely that your financial institution is not sure it's really you. Okay, so the number of people that got hit last year with account fraud, and this is prior to the Equifax data breach, almost 16 million Americans just last year. So imagine the exponential growth in that with information on 145.5 million of us now out there. So some of the steps being taken are very odd and unusual things based on gathering behavioral information on you. As an example, when you go to a financial institution's app, we develop patterns where we go first maybe to look at balances or first we go look at transactions or whatever it is we go do. If you break your normal pattern, the financial institution systems, fraud systems, may say, oops, we don't think this is our legitimate customer, and they'll lock you out immediately out of the app. That's just one example of the kind of things they're going to be doing. As one bank spokesperson said, there may be a little bit more inconvenience for legitimate customers. (laughs) I love that. So, in other words, because of somebody else's bad, we as consumers are going to suffer the inconvenience. But I just want you to know, if apps you use, websites you go to start acting funky, this is likely why. Danny is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Danny. Hey, how are you? Great. Thank you, Danny. You are approaching open enrollment where you work, and you are our first open enrollment question of the year. Oh, how exciting. But first of all, I just want to let you know, thank you so much for all of the advice that you share, and um, you've really empowered me in my life, and I'm just so thankful that I can pass all this information on to my three kids. So thank you. Props to you. Well, you are Um, kind to say that. Thank you. How old are your kids? Um, I have a 14-year-old, an 11-year-old, and a 4-year-old. So um, they're about to be Clarked out, overload of Clark. So thank you so much. <laughs> now, I think that's child abuse to make kids listen to me. No, no. <laughs> um, anyways, my, um, of course, with my work, it's open enrollment time. And as if it's not challenging enough to decide on which um, health care option that I want, um, they also add in the option of choosing critical illness insurance as well as cancer insurance. Um, They don't give too much information on this. Um, And I'm wondering what your thoughts are. The idea of cancer insurance or um, products like that for specific illness categories is that you have a great disruption in your life when you have a chronic illness. And cancer is one of the categories of chronic illness. Mm -hmm. And so you may not... Uh, be receiving the same salary you've been receiving. 
You may have out-of-pocket expenses. So in addition to health care, there's money you get every month while you're dealing with an illness. And so it is kind of like replacement of income. It's not a scam, but I think there are things more important than buying one of these policies. And there there are three things that are key to making sure you're properly protected against unexpected events. One of them you already get from your employer, and that's the health insurance you're trying to pick among the confusing choices. The Mm -hmm. other two are life insurance and disability insurance. Okay. And disability insurance is far more important than a single illness kind of policy because there are any of a number of reasons you could end up disabled and Mm -hmm. your wallet doesn't know or care why you can't bring in the income you did. So disability insurance, is that an option with your employer? Yes, it is. I'm actually um, a teacher. So um, our school district does uh, give that as an option. So it's an option you have to choose to pay for it? Yes, correct. With three kids, I would strongly encourage you to do disability. Okay. That's great to know. Thank you so much. What about with three kids? What's your life insurance story? Um, I actually have USAA. um, Well, thank you for your service. Oh, it was uh, my father actually served in Vietnam. Um, but my actually, my life insurance policy ends in nine years. Um, yeah, you've I got a four-year-old. A, I have a four-year-old. I would, I would like for you planned. to. I'd like for you to call USAA. <laughs> okay. And shop a new level term policy if your health has not changed. That it would be difficult for you to buy it. Okay. And look at buying like a new 20-year level term that'll cover okay. till your youngest is a young adult. Yes, I mean, and that's what, what I need to do. Okay. And you could buy further. You could buy 30, which would cover much of your remaining working lifetime mm-hmm. as an alternative as well. Okay. But the beauty of level term, as you know from the policy you already have, is it's so incredibly cheap. Yes, it is. The USA has great rates. So that's why... Remember the three that you should have, and most people generally only have one of the three, but health, life, and disability, you really want all three of those, and after that, anything else is really a low-level option. Rick is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Rick. Hey, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Rick. How can I serve you? Well, last week uh, I got a MasterCard from a big uh, home improvement store, and even though I have a credit freeze with all three of the agencies, and this one uh, had a $10 reward on it already. However, if I use it after one year, there'll be a charge of $3.95 a month to this card. And it just didn't sound right to me, so I really don't plan on using it. My regular uh, credit card from this home improvement center has has my nickname on it, and this one had my legal first name. All right, so Rick, wh- even when you have, uh, you know, yeah, let I me tell you what's going on, not? Rick. Huh? Let me tell you what's going on here. So, if you already had an existing line of credit with the retailer, right? Even with your credit frozen. 
the way the law is interpreted, a retailer can modify the credit you have and issue you a new one. As an example, a lot of retailers have gone from store-only cards to ones that have Visa or MasterCard logos on them. Uh And they're able, even without asking you, they just send you the card. Now, does this uh, retailer have, did the card they send you have now a Visa or MasterCard logo? It had a MasterCard logo. Okay, so they are legally allowed to do that. And even though the original line of credit you set up with them had your nickname, when they went to convert you to the to the MasterCard, they would have run, and they would have legally been able to, even with your credit freeze, they would have run a credit check and seen, oh, that's not actually Rick's real name. We're going to issue the new card with his real name. I see. So that's how it happened. Almost, I'm almost 100% certain. Okay, but... <laughs> Can I go ahead and use the $10 and then cancel it? Or You can, you can, but I'd want you to wait till you said it'll be $4 next year. Is that per month or per year? It says uh, per month. Oh, man. So use the $10 and then later cancel the card as long as you have others. How many other major cards do you have? Well, I've only got two that I use. And this is not, obviously not one of them. Right. Okay, so you'd be all right if you were to go ahead and grab your $10 credit and then at some point before the huge, that's a huge monthly fee, would go into effect, you could cancel the card unless the terms and conditions say somewhere that you must leave the account open for a certain number of days. Check that because you don't want to use the 10 and then later have them come back and bill you for that. It's time for today's Clark Rageous Moment and the reality is the Clark Rage is about you and me today. Scams, rip-offs, outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment. So you may have heard the news of the weird story that made such rounds over the last couple of days about a husband who uh, was expecting a child and had been slamming back too many energy drinks and ended up with severe brain damage from having so many energy drinks. And I think about how people get the energy drinks without thinking about what it means with that much caffeine. Caffeine is a drug and it can cause serious problems. Uh, Any of a number of things can go wrong with you, which doctors talk about with the energy drinks and when i'm in convenience stores now i'm stunned when i see convenience stores selling you know where you make your own drink at the fountain and you can take a 44 ounce cup and fill it with high caffeine energy drinks and this is not safe for your body parents If you have teenagers, know that there's a pretty good chance that they are slamming back energy drinks and you don't know it. Teenagers are not getting nearly enough sleep and they compensate for it by taking the energy drinks and the health risk is too extreme. 
And when I see athletes who are popping energy drinks, I don't know if you call it popping, they're drinking energy drinks, that's an enhanced danger for their body, putting their heart potentially under stress, and it is crazy, fluky that somebody developed uh, brain damage, and if you want to read about it, just go to Google or whatever search engine you like and put in energy drinks brain damage, and this dad ended up, as his newborn was being born born by his wife, ended up with a hole in his skull, and maybe that's an image you need to show your teenager if they really don't want to listen to you about the energy drinks. But if you're drinking too many of them, pay attention to yourself. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more, spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website. When you have a question for me, Clark.com slash ask. We also answer your questions off the air for free nine hours a weekday. You can see how to talk with a member of our team for free. So you scroll down Clark.com, you'll see the phone number and hours available for the free off-the-air advice. So most people travel by air, typically if they do it all once a year, and most commonly from Thanksgiving through the New Year's for a Christmas trip, uh, just a general holiday trip over Christmas, New Year's, or the dreaded Thanksgiving, the most expensive time of each year to fly. So a lot's changed from last year. If you travel very infrequently, I want to tell you how the game is played. The United States air travel is pretty much in three quadrants. You've got the three full fare airlines, which are American, United, and Delta, that their existence is based on charging as much as they possibly can to corporate travelers that don't care what things cost, but they end up with a lot of seats on the plane they can't sell to corporate travelers. And then during holidays, there's no corporate travel. It's all leisure travel. So the entire airplane from from after the last row of first class through the back becomes people who don't have to go but would like to, and the fare is really key. So we got those three. Then there are the three hard discounters, Allegiant, Frontier, and Spirit, and then the three mid-price airlines, Alaska, Southwest, and JetBlue. So the three full fare airlines are now doing as much as they can to imitate the three hard discounters. And American United and Delta, in order to show up better in the airfare search engines, are engaged in full bait and switch. All three of them doing a fair called Basic Economy. And in Basic Economy, it's basically, I use the word basic again, it's an attempt so that the full fare airlines that never would show up in the low fare searches to be in there and then get you to click to purchase. And then after you purchase, you realize everything is extra. And on American and United, even putting a bag in the overhead bin has a huge fee. And if you show up at the gate without realizing that, the huge fee is doubled. 
And so if a couple of people are traveling each way, you'll pay a hundred bucks for that carry-on bag that you've never had to pay for before. Not allowed seat assignment generally, and the airline assigns it to you. And doesn't matter if you die, your money's gone. I guess you don't care if you're dead. But no matter what, your money's gone if you can't travel. And the airlines use it as a way to sell you all the add-ons or to then get you to buy a much more expensive ticket in regular economy. I was in Los Angeles flying back east a couple of weeks ago, and it was a last-minute ticket, and American Airlines had a basic economy for $118, but regular economy was over 600 Now, normally the spread would not be that large, but I don't know if it's a marketing technique to try to show up first in the searches or why, but I want you to know this is how the game is being played now by the three full fares because they're flat out not price competitive with the other six major airlines. And because of that, they've got to turn to gimmicks to try to show up in the searches. When you are looking for a holiday travel, know that the day of the week you look at makes a huge difference. And if you will use like a search box like Google has on google.com slash flights, where you put in the range of dates, well, actually, they do it automatically for you. You put in the date you'd prefer to go, the date you'd prefer to return, and they put up a matrix chart. If you click on the date box, and it'll show you the fares from lowest available each day going and returning on this matrix. On kayak.com, you can specify plus or minus a day, two days, or three days, and they'll do their own matrix. But that way you're able to see, hey, if I change my trip one day, I can cut my fare in half, and that's not an exaggeration. That happens a lot. Southwest Airlines does not show up on either the google.com slash flight search or the kayak.com fare search. You've got to go to Southwest separately. But buyer beware with American United and Delta, those basic economy fares are really trashy if you don't know what you're getting. And I have a question here. I don't see your name. Hi, what's your name? Hello? Yeah. Oh, hi, Jesse. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Thank you, Jesse. How can I be of service to you? Uh, well, I was actually uh, about a month ago buying a new vehicle from a local dealer here, you know, where we live, and uh, they were pushing the extended warranty pretty hard, like they always do when you're going through the financing. And during that process, they kept asking me why I didn't want it. And besides being mechanically inclined, I knew that you didn't recommend buying it, waste of money. And they uh, actually stated that you had purchased a vehicle from them recently and that you, in fact, had purchased the extended warranty on that vehicle. Okay, Jesse. Yeah. You know, piles of manure are really messy. They can be really smelly. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's both, because I've never heard of this car dealership, don't even know where in the country they are, and I have never in my life bought an extended warranty on an automobile. Well, I kind of felt like it was a big old load of it, too, but yep. I didn't have the proof at the time, but I knew I could call you and find out one way or another about that. Big fat lie. Now, I have said that vehicles are the only thing that you should consider possibly buying an extended warranty on a vehicle, that you never want to do it on appliances, electronics, just about anything else. But the reason I've said that you might consider it for a vehicle is if a vehicle out of manufacturer's warranty has a major repair, a catastrophic repair, and you're not in a position to pay for it, what an extended warranty does is it gives you a way to pay for it typically over time as part of your loan. But even then, you only want to buy the manufacturer's own extended warranty. And the best time to buy it is when the manufacturer's own warranty is getting ready to expire, and then you buy the extension from the manufacturer. Because you don't even know if you're going to want to keep that car as long as the original manufacturer's warranty covers. But no, I have never bought any such thing. And I should say the math on... Automobile extended warranties is just as crummy for you as it is on a new TV or anything like that, that you pay in far more than on average you can ever get back from one. But somebody telling you I bought one flat out, they're lying. And I wonder where this dealership is anyway. Betsy's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Betsy. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Betsy. What's going on with you? Well, so a few weeks ago when you were talking about switching your bank account. Switch, ditch, save. That's right. I thought, what a great idea. Um, My husband and I both have um, separate accounts with two mega banks. Um, But the problem is uh, we not only each have checking and savings, but we also both have credit cards through the mega banks. So I'm wondering how to get rid of those or if I should and what that will do to our credit. Wouldn't get rid of the credit card unless it has an annual fee that gets you rewards that are worth having. Does it have an annual fee? Nope, no annual. Oh, then just keep it because you'd be hurting yourself if you were to close that credit card account. I see. So you wouldn't want to close it and just leave it there And if you choose over time to make it pretty irrelevant in your life, you get a better card somewhere else, and you keep using it, it's fine. And the credit card market is so hyper-competitive that odds are, even if your credit card is from a giant monster megabank, they're facing so much competition in that market that they're probably treating you okay on that card. Right. The greatest thing to switch particularly from one of the four giant monster mega banks, is on savings, interest rates they pay, CDs, checking accounts. That's the area where the giant monster mega banks repeatedly stab you in the back. Right. And we have experienced some of that, especially with the fees on the checking account. So are you thinking of going to an online bank, a credit union? Where are you thinking of going? So I was thinking um, 
of maybe having an online um, savings account because those rates seem to be really good and then having our checking at a credit union. That is a great combination and one that I can recommend highly. And think about it. Then you're doing business in all three of those pools. You're three out of the four because we didn't talk about smaller banks. But you'd still have a credit card with a giant monster mega bank. You'd have your savings with an online bank that pays, by the way, 130 times in interest what any of the four giant monster mega banks pay. Wow. That's a pretty big difference. And then yeah, have your checking account with a credit union. I like that. And then well, as you, better deals appear wherever, you'll have learned mm-hmm. to be a free agent with your money. Well, that's great. So go for it. Thank you. Sure. And you want to know more about switch, ditch, save? Well, if you go to clark.com slash clarkyourbank, you'll see the steps you should go through just like Betsy has done, in order to no longer suffer from bank abuse from one of the four giant monster mega banks. Charlie's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Charlie. Well, hello, Clark. How are you today? Great. Thank you, Charlie. You want to talk about one of the smartest devices anyone can ever put in a car. Yeah, and surprisingly, I don't think I've heard it on your show before. Maybe I just wasn't listening, but... um... Yeah, dashboard cameras, they seem to be very uh, popular in Europe, but not so much in the U.S., and I was kind of wondering your take on their assets or any liabilities involved in using the dashboard camera when driving to kind of protect oneself and one's wallet. I've used one for five years and am a strong believer in them, because especially if you drive a nicer car. Too many people have watched too many commercials about how they're going to hit the lottery from having been in some form of accident and people will exaggerate an accident that's your fault or they'll lie about whose fault it is and you could end up being on the hook so having a a a dash cam where you are videotaping with a it usually uses an sd card that continually records and erases as the oldest material is no longer needed is fantastic information for you in the event that there's an accident that either A, is uh, not your fault, it's fuzzy whose fault it is, and it may be better established from the dashboard cam, or the degree of severity is one of the most important things. Because in an issue where somebody comes after you, the damage to property is insignificant compared to when somebody claims they have a soft tissue injury or whatever, and they're coming after you for big money for their supposed injuries. All right, sounds like good info. Do you use a dash cam yet, or are you just thinking of getting one? Well, since I I placed my Ask Clark question out, I did buy one. Uh, It was super easy to install. I paid maybe $75 for it, and uh, the quality of the imagery is excellent. Yeah, and they're getting better and better. I mean, amazingly better. If someone wants just the most basic of ones that is kind of like a dumb camera, but it'll do the recording, those start at about $15, but the really good ones will cost you. $75 is a great price, Charlie, and the really good ones can run as much as $125 that do GPS coordinates and time and all that. But what a great way 
for you to know what really has happened, especially if you have teen drivers, good idea to have one in a car a teenager is driving. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com. Producer Joel asks it. Yeah, Clark. Marsha wants to know, is the company Knock a scam? They offer to buy and sell your house without going through the usual procedures. No, this is actually a hot thing right now in real estate. There are many companies, in addition to Knock, that are opening up city by city. Open Door is another And what they do is they offer to buy your home for a price, and if you're happy with the price, you're just done, and you move out. The idea of this is that they all put up ring fences, rules about what the purchase price category of your house has to be, you know, not one that's too low, not one that's too high, so that they can make a pretty good assessment about how they're not going to lose money. You get the certainty that your house is sold and you're done. So that is an option that will be more and more frequently available, particularly in cities in the South and the West, where there's a lot of uniformity in neighborhoods and construction. All right. And Tia wants to know, I'm starting a new business. What's the least expensive way to incorporate? The least expensive way is to go read the briefing at nolo.com, N-O-L-O.com, and see whether you should be an LLC or an incorporated business. You can use um, LegalZoom.com to actually do the incorporation or the LLC, and it is a very easy process if you choose to do it with either. But I would recommend that you don't go with the Chintzy lowest cost package. You want to do one where they handle all the filings for you. All right. Matt wanted to say, when I get robocalls, I turn the radio up, answer the phone, and I let them listen to you. Hopefully, they'll learn something. (laughs) Okay. That's really funny. (laughs) And quickly, Dan wants to know, how do I sell a timeshare, Clark? You don't. I mean, it's really pretty much impossible people now have to go negative selling a timeshare that you have to pay somebody to take over your timeshare the market is so broken in fact that reminds me there's so much there's so many new developments going on in timeshares i've got to address that very soon on the show you're listening to the clark howard show I want you to know that I appreciate so much that you've just tuned into our podcast, that you had faith in the information and advice you get. You want more information from us? One of the best ways to get Clark Smart is with our free newsletters, Clark Daily, Clark Deals, and Travel Escape. Sign up now. You'll be able to unsubscribe at any time if you think I'm wasting your time. Go to clark.com newsletters.